0: Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of The Hangout. It's Sid, and if you love music as much as I do, well, this is the perfect podcast for you. Today, we are hanging out with a globally known Australian singer-songwriter who seems to have a long-lost twin of Dude With The Sign. Um, (laughs) And his songs may be sad and emotional, which I mean they are, but like, he brings the comedy and the fun through his TikTok and Instagram reels, Stay Awake. Yeah, stay awake, because we've got <laughs> the legendary Dean Lewis um, on the Hangout today. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me on. Great to be here.
0: Thank you so much for taking the time. Before we dive into it, I want to check in. You've been doing a lot of press for following Up. I don't know, Have, has it all been on Zoom? Have you been able to go <laughs> in person or?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's weird. Like, uh, I mean, a lot of it has been, I mean, uh, luckily enough, I'm in Australia. So I was able to go out and do like actually interviews and, and all that stuff and, and do a bit of promo here. But it's been really weird because, you know, when I put Beer right out in my last album, I was, you know, able to go to Canada, America, Germany and go and totally. like play my band. A lot of it's just been like doing stuff in Australia and then just doing zooms and it's kind of a weird world we're all living in now and it feels so different to you know to uh, my album came out a year and a half ago i think and like it's so different now it's like putting a song out on mars and uh and and then just talking to people like this which is is cool but also really really weird
0: yeah have you been staying hydrated it looks like you're staying hydrated (laughs) breaks and everything
1: yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i I basically um it's actually in a way one good thing is being home like you know, I, I didn't have a time to catch my breath with the how crazy everything got, the last few years, and, and especially with the tours, and you know, like I was recording my album while everything was blowing up. You know what I mean? And um, so it was. I never had time just to sit down and kind of enjoy things. So it's great to be home in the sense that I can just kind of wake up. I can walk. I can go get a coffee. I can go for a run. And then it's like, oh, well, your, your Zooms start at 11 as opposed to, you know, just, um, just the, the craziness of you're getting on this bus, you get on this plane, you're doing this and you're doing this show, voice is ruined, but you've got to keep doing it. So it's, it's in a way there are some positives, but, but I wish I could get it out there and do it again.
0: Amazing. I love that. Um, you are a legend and I don't use that word lightly because like, no matter what song you release or write, it just makes not only myself, but so many people around the world. It has such a positive impact on, um, is that kind of like an added bonus for you when you hear these stories that it's impacting people or like, how does that make you feel?
1: It's really weird. Like I, I, you know, I was watching this uh, podcast yesterday. You know, because is the world we live in, and you know, is the, yeah. the lead singer of the Goo Goo Dolls, uh and he's talking. You know that song, Iris, and i give up forever. To t- and that, and he was also the guy's podcast. He was um the guy who sang uh, Hey There Delilah, Tom Higgles. I think mm. think is you near know, that song. Uh, hey There Delilah, what's it like? Yeah. And, people, and they, yeah. you know they they were talking, and it kind of put it into perspective for me because I was listening to these guys talk about their big song, and for the first time, I was like, oh yeah, like Be Alright is look, I'm not saying it's as good as those songs, but it's like, it was a huge song, kind of, you know, if it wasn't as big as those, it was kind of almost, and I was kind of going, like how they were talking about it, it was really interesting. So I sort of, I sort of dissociate myself from it because I'm always thinking of the next thing, but, mm-hmm. um, but they were talking about how the, the fans and I was going, yeah, it, it is really amazing. Like, you know, people have tattoos of my lyrics and like, um, oh, and and oh, and actually watching that and hearing them talk about it, I was like, oh yeah, like, I, it has. Be right has impacted so many people, and and um, and and but to be honest, in in a weird way, I think a lot of people don't talk about this. Is is when I did it, it's for me. It is for me mm-hmm. when I write the songs, mm-hmm. and they have to be personal. And I find that if if I was writing them for other people, they wouldn't probably connect as much or be as good. So it's a great thing when you hear about how it how it it helps people it's like the 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 most amazing spin-off side benefit of doing it um and it it has been amazing to hear that my songs have helped people Mm -hmm. um yeah it's really cool
0: because yeah you are writing it personally for yourself first to help like convey emotions or like get out like whatever you're going through and like um I guess writing or humming like wh- how do you start that process when you're feeling something are you like sonically yeah. re- creating it first are you lyrically writing it first
1: oh uh, well I think it's always on it's usually on acoustic guitar sometimes piano mm. but I'll just like I was just having a little play around before I like you know it's like it happens in a few ways the first one is when there's something that I'm consciously aware of that's something that's like you know like a breakup or a new love, mm-hmm. or you know, something traumatic, like on my new album, there's other things that have happened, like with my family and you go, well, I'm gonna write a song about this. Today I'm gonna write this song. But there is a feeling where, sometimes it's, insp- it's when I see someone else, like someone puts out a new song, or I'm watching <laughs> another performer. And I'm like, wow, that's incredible. And then I, it's so contagious, you know, that creativity is so contagious, especially cool. good art. And so I'll watch him or her play and I'll be like, well, that's so good. And I'll just be like, oh, I gotta get my guitar. Cause I'm like, it's just so inspired not to like reference or copy what they're doing it can be completely different but it's just like i go i can do that and the drive starts but all. process is usually about either something i'm consciously aware of or sometimes i just have this urge it's like just pick up a guitar it's like a little draw and i pick it up not an actual little draw like a dr- connection and I'll, and I'll pick up the guitar and i'll like just start playing and then all of a sudden it's like it's just like this little feeling and then you're like i push record on my iphone because it's like just do like there's something coming and then I just record and you know sometimes one in one in 50 times so it just comes out and the whole thing makes sense and it's great and then the other 49 times it's it's not do you know what I mean yeah. um but that's when I, I then I like over the last year I mean since my first album I did I was doing a little bit I kind of broke it up into two phases so I have the inspiration phase which is that I this channeling getting my guitar recording on my iPhone as I was telling you about just then which can happen all the time from on the road back home you know on a holiday always have my guitar ideas ideas then the crafting phase is my new thing so i read this book uh called daily rituals or daily routines by mason curry or something and he talked about all these artists from the last hundred years and they were authors they were songwriters they were you know different kinds of artists and and incredible people and they talked about how they had these daily rituals and routines and they would start usually in the morning a lot of them would start uh like at 6am or whatever and they'd go for long walks because it was kind of before the internet so i started going on this this it's kind of at the end of my first album but really on this next one i was like i'm gonna take this even more seriously i'm gonna like really learn the craft of it and i was really inspired by hearing the routines of these people and what i found was they usually start really early in the morning and i was like okay well i'm gonna take this even more seriously because i want to raise my level on this next album i'm gonna like this sounds really embarrassing right but I start at 10 and finish at 12. So it's two hours, right? It's not like a massive amount of time. Yeah. But but like I mean, I,
0: like, if you take the right amount of time, then it is what it is. And if it is what it is, two hours, that's fine.
1: Well, exactly. And I think two hours, are like, what I was blown away by with this book was they'd usually work small amounts. Like, it's not like people, and same with me, I'd always noticed, that. I'd always felt guilty because songs came very quickly. And I was always like, oh, mm-hmm. like, I'm not sitting here spending. You know, sometimes you do, sometimes you spend a month craft, but usually the initial idea comes down in a minute. You know what I mean? That's it's wow. there. Um, but 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 these guys would spend and girls would spend like you know three four hours in the morning a lot of them and i was like oh let me try that so i bought like a a printer i got my and i like would sit here and i have my iced coffee and i'd like play back all the memos that i'd recorded over the the, especially the really exciting the songs i was excited about and i'd type it out in like a document and then i'd start i started filling in the gaps and like really crafting so it's more of a crafting process and what's so great about it is at the end of the two hours I, I go, well, I'm still energetic. I know where I'm going to start from tomorrow and I can pick up right away and start, which is super important. And, and, and it was just like this. I've, so I've sort of like made the process a little bit more, um, like just, I've just, you know, a bit more professional. And mm-hmm. I can, I think I'm, the lyrics are even better on this album and the melodies and stuff. So that's basically how I do it from start to finish.
0: That's so broad. exciting. How many voice memos do you think you go through? Like say maybe in a day?
1: Oh, well, I mean... Yesterday, I mean working I'm working on this new song right now and I'm like this is a perfect example. Like I am I have like seven different verses that I've written and I don't know what to do. Like I don't know what which one's better. And seven, yeah. So like last night I was up, I just keep recording. I'm like recording it then listening back to it like at one a.m. in bed. I'm just like, which one's better? (laughs) And um and then and then I had this realization which was, uh, but so to answer your question, probably like, I mean, if I'm writing a song, it'd be like just 20 memos, but they can be like two seconds, five seconds. Mm. Usually, but the first idea is usually 10 minutes Then I'm, I'm trying to go, stop looking back at what was successful, Because with be all right. You can go, is this as good as be Alright, Or is this as good as waves? And I'm, I've been doing that a bit lately. And then I'm going, I've had to tell myself, stop. What is real? What feels good now? What am I, where am I now? What is real? What is good? Does it feel good? Okay, great. Next thing. You know what I mean?
0: For The Hangout, our show, we always want to see how music impacts artists differently. And like, for me, your music has impacted me. Like that's, it's part of the reason why we have this podcast. So for you, you. yeah, for you, how do you think music has changed your life? Or like, what's a takeaway um, that has been so strong for you?
1: Well, I mean, it has soundtracked my life at different different points. Do you know what I mean? Like where I go, this album takes me back to there. Um, In a weird way, when I started looking at music more professionally in the sense of like, uh, you know, I started doing this as a job. Um, mm-hmm. and it sort of ruins it for you in a way, because when I listen to songs now I'm analyzing songs and, you know, cause I take it seriously and I, you know, it's probably been the last, the last probably the last 10 years when I really started going, Oh, I'm going to give this a crack. Like, even though mm-hmm. I was just in my bedroom, didn't know it was good. I always, I always, um, now now sorry I, I just spend so much time like when I hear something good I'm like why is that good why is that good and I try to look I look and try to figure out why um so in a way it's kind of ruined it for me because I can't just sit back and be like ah oh, this is beautiful and just take it in I'm always yeah. like oh what, what chord is that like what is he doing what production oh that's really cool how he's done that vocal I'll save that and I'll be like you know the I'll save that and we'll talk about that drum sound we can use that drum sound so in a way it's kind of beautiful well, it's it like, really it's been like ruined. Keeping- yeah it's like people who've gone to like
0: film school and then they watch films and then like just the production for film is just completely destroyed because you were also like a boom op before yeah. right before yeah yeah yeah. i was boom yeah.
1: yeah i was the guy with the boom pole and you know i tell this story i had like i was like booming for like katie paris doing an interview and i was like i'm there shaking i was holding the boom up for like 20 minutes and, and this is when I realized the industry is kind of a bit like of, uh, a bit of a joke because, you know, I'm there shaking and then someone comes over and they go, Katie, would you like, she's sitting there, you know, in, in the after being interviewed, and they go, Katie, would you like a water? And, she, and she's like, and, and, and like, I'm there shaking, like sweating, like the arms. No one's asking old Dino if he wants a water. Do you know what I mean? Like sparkling or still. <laughs> oh and that's when I was like, so now when I'm sitting in an interview, it's like, I know, I, I, was, I was you, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, not that I'm better, but I was just like, you know, it's just such a, it's so like just a, it's a bit, all a bit of a joke, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh man, I want to congratulate you on Falling Up and like the immediate success and it resonating with so many people already. Um, I want to talk about the oxymoron in the title itself. How did that kind of formulate that concept and everything?
1: Well, I mean, God, how did this, well, I guess there's two ways to answer it. How did it formulate and was just in the moment? Like uh, Mm. like I'm feeling down, but I'm falling up. It, It was like, you know, as songs come out, line by line they reveal themselves that one's more of a subconscious thing of me going well maybe also a bit conscious you're in, in the studio going. gone actually it started coming out like it's it, the first thing that I sung the very first thing that I sung in that song was the pre-chorus I had the the riff that and I sung I have a voice member it was um because I get so lonely and you get so low and I look so stupid when you came to my show Um, that came out and then you have that piece. And then, then we went back to the verse and then I started writing the verse. Then we got to the chorus and then started writing the chorus and it was revealing itself. And it was, became pretty evident that the song was about the last three years of my life. Mm -hmm. So, and falling up is, I mean, I've never heard those words together. And when they came out, I was like, that's the name of the song because it represents the song. The, the idea of when things on paper look amazing, you're reaching your goals your Mm -hmm. wildest dreams are coming true i'm having a song be right it's big in america like i'm australian you know like i was living with my nan before that i had nothing i you know and um and i i was in talks with this um i I got a record deal but i had this tax debt i hadn't paid because my my boom operating because i was just it's a weird thing to say but i was like just terrible at like handling my money so i just like wasn't happy i was like doing this job i was like whatever and and i was like oh god how am i going to Do I have to get bankrupt here And, and then i got a record deal and then and, and I'm going from literally having nothing to be right being a hit. And then, at the end of that gone, I'm not enjoying the best thing that's happening to me. So it was just mm. on paper, it's all amazing, but it was so much pressure because I didn't want to go back to that. So the idea of falling up is like everything going well on paper, but um, but you're feeling terrible so it's kind of like you know you're going you know you're falling up and as things keep getting better you're feeling worse and worse and worse and i know that sounds like i'm a whinger but it it was a it's a weird thing to deal with and i just i just struggled with it you know what i mean like but i but i i guess that the 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 outcome and the resolution for me was going all these things externally that i thought would make me happy this this drive to to go to the next thing to finish this tour then i can relax oh i'm doing ellen it's freaking awesome but i'm like oh god when ellen came up, i'm like i don't know if other people are just like really confident or like relax and like i'll kill it i'm like oh god for the next two weeks i have to practice every day because i don't want to mess this up and you know so you're living in this okay after ellen then i can have a drink with my friends and we can relax and then you finish that and then you've got okay now we're going to uh, we're going to england and we're doing this show over there and you're like oh god and i'm like an anxious person so it was never able to slow down so the so basically that's what following up is about of realizing you got this is it there's nothing after the next the next show, it doesn't matter because there'll be something else and trying to slow down um, Mm -hmm. and enjoy it. And it is really not my antidote. Like I haven't figured it out and I'm not like, but I just know what my problem is. And that's what the song really is, is about.
0: Amazing. Have you figured out like the things that'll keep you grounded and like whole now, or like, are you still struggling with all that?
1: I still struggle for sure. Like, I mean, I do a lot of things now What's been great about being home is like I like run on the beach every day, like I go for a, a few days. And then I one thing I've been doing for a long time is I, 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 uh, I have this notebook that I write in every morning and I write down my goals, fears, worries, dreams, things that I'm trying to improve on, things that I'm just working through issues like, you know, issues like um it can just be anything from silly things from like how can I get this mix of a song done and also and what about this new verse or I'm working on or to anything more serious about letting you know trying to stop controlling things that I can't control and and all that stuff so that's really helped me um I can't really switch off I struggle switching off I still struggle like if I'm not doing anything I don't know if you have this problem but like if I'm not doing anything i'm like so uneasy i'm like ah, uh, it's almost like my brain's so wide over the last few years to worry about stuff that when i'm not doing i'm when i'm just like sitting here and i'm like what, what, what do i have to do what do i have to worry about you know so yeah, I, i'm trying totally. to solve do, you you know what i mean like, yeah
0: totally i think with the pandemic too it doesn't help because you're like all we're all isolated and it it, it just yes, adds that yes. added like i don't know like there's just so much out in the world that we could go do but we're so confined right now and it's limiting us
1: but. It so is, and we're stuck inside and it's freaking weird and uh yeah I, I think a lot of people are struggling like mm-hmm. I mean especially you guys you guys are in lockdown now um, like lockdown Canada
0: now. Canada's kind of like half in half out right now. I'm not really right. sure what's going on, but
1: we're, we're <laughs> right, definitely yeah.
0: we're definitely not as close as over in Australia New Zealand I mean to be there. honest
1: to be honest it's kind of normal here like. You yeah. can't do big shows, but like, it's just, I think cause we're so isolated from the rest of the world mm-hmm. and they cut, they cut everything off. So it's lucky to be here, but, um, but God, I want to get back out there. And and I everyone does want to go and travel again. And I realized how much I took it all for granted. Like totally. I used totally. to say, the songwriting was the thing that I was obsessed with and the, and the live show and the, the touring was like, Oh yeah, that's cool. I'm not naturally in need of all the attention all the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I don't need constant adoration. I just like, I just want to write songs and, and now doing it from just being writing songs and releasing them and just sitting here, I'm like, this is not what I, you know, this is not what I signed up for. I want to go and meet fans and, yeah. and, and, and play for them. And I mean, I always wanted to do that, but I, I wanted to, I didn't realize how important it was to actually play the so- new songs to people and see it. You see what their reaction is, as opposed to a YouTube comment, which is still yes. nice, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I was ta- on our previous episode with Greta Ray, who's also Australian. She was telling me about how she went to a show and her mom was crowd surfing. And this was like, maybe like a few days ago. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what? I can't yeah, yeah. imagine being in a concert situation right now.
1: Yeah. So yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, Things are opening back up big time here, mm-hmm. like big time. Um, like, I mean, with shows, sorry, like capacity wise, like, you know, we started doing really small shows and they're starting to up the capacity to, mm. to bigger and bigger. So I think once that happens, we're pretty much going to be back to normal completely. So, uh,
0: that's so it's exciting. Pretty, pretty great. Yeah. Let's talk about your live show that's happening. Well, this will air during the week of it on Friday. Yeah. How excited yes. are you to kind of get the band back together and just play music again?
1: Oh, it was weird. It was weird opening up my guitars that like I'd been in storage for a year and a half. You know what I mean? And like yeah. getting the dust off them. And uh, it was weird. Like I, I, so I'm doing this live show. It's like the best thing that I can do. Cause I'm, I have a lot of fans outside of Australia. So um, we thought, well, what can we do for everyone? Well, we can't tour we're going to do this like live and unplugged. So kind of like, we kind of took a bit of inspiration from like, you know, like, uh, the old MTV unplugged, like Nirvana, like mm-hmm. it's sort of acoustic. It's got the full band, but it's like acoustic and a bit different. And we're playing, obviously get to play falling up and like, a, a, some new covers and stuff like that. And I was able to, in my downtime, like I was, I never watched back my performances ever because I just, I had this mentality of like, it's all working just keep doing what I'm doing and don't, because I kind of, none of us like looking at ourselves and watching ourselves perform. Right. And I don't know if you can watch back your own podcasts. I would, I would, I would, yeah, I would sometimes, struggle.
0: Sometimes, I would, sometimes. I would, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like,
1: why do I talk like that? You know, but um, I was like, that's uh, performing is that on a scale of ridiculousness. And so I never watched back my performances and I had time to, cause I was like, okay. So I watched back my old performances and I was like, oh God, like, Slow down, I notice I'm like sprinting through everything to get to the end, and like I, my voice, I would just like sing really hard all the time. So there was no dynamic and I so what was really cool was the first time I was like, "Oh, okay, and I was like making feedback, and I was like, "Oh, well, if I did slow down here, and if i I can sing this soft, soft, don't just go so hard. So I was able to actually I think improve my um. My how I, how I do things live a little bit because I was able mm. to see myself for the first time in absolute yeah. disgust. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But um, but so but the live shows really cool. you're, you're
0: way too no, know, hard on you. You're way too hard on yourself.
1: I'm Australian. Stop. I'm Australian, and so this is so natural for us. But uh, it's so is funny it? in America and Canada. Yeah, we're so like self-deprecating. Uh, but in in England, in England as well. But you, it, I love Canadians and Americans because you guys are always you're so different. But you always like you will make a joke about yourself at a show, and you guys always yell like, at. No, you're great. You're great, man. You know what I mean? Like, and I love that. But um, no, I'm only, I'm only kind of kidding, I guess, as well. But, but so the live show, it's I think it's the coolest thing we've done. We spent a lot of time, um, like, working on it, and I'm just really excited about. It. I think, it's, yeah, we're all. It's I think it's so good that we want to take it on the road. This like little sh- like kind of unplugged show because it's so cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm excited about
0: it. I think the fans are excited, and um, we actually have a special fan coming in. Um, they have a question for you, if you are Ooh, down for yeah, that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. absolutely. Um,
0: let's see if they're here. Hello?
2: <laughs>
1: oh, my God. Is that Scotty
2: Hellman? Dean, I had this whole plan. I was going to put this on, and then I was
1: going <laughs> to feel myself. So it didn't <laughs> work. Scotty, what are you doing here, mate?
2: I just like wanted to drop in and say congrats on the single, and that I love you, and that you're a great guy.
1: Oh, bro, I miss you, man. Did you? Like, by the way, Scott, Scott Hellman, you you opened for me when we did America? Does everyone doesn't know? And you like blew me out of the water at every show, and it was it was both the best decision and worst decision ever because you're so amazing life.
2: I'm so mad. I was so pro- I was like I had I had to run into my kitchen to do something. I was sitting in the
0: chair waiting. <laughs> I had what I had one job. I had one job. <laughs> I am so sorry. Well, I've I
2: me and Sid. Have Funny interviews together and she reached out and she was like, I'm interviewing Dean. Can you surprise him? And I was like, <laughs> I no other way to spend my Thursday night.
1: Oh, I love it. It's great. great to see you, man. And uh, man. you're Dude, the best. You're the
2: best ever. It's incredible. I'm stoked for the live stream and, uh, and I'm just happy for you.
1: Thanks bro. And I can't wait to hear your new tunes and everything yeah. you're working on.
2: Yeah, man. All right. I'm going to leave now. Bye, Sid. Say Thanks, Bye, Scotty. Bye. Catch Bye. later, man. <laughs>
1: That's so cool. I didn't, I had no, that was such a random Scotty, Scotty is, uh, you know, what's so weird is like, I was before I got a record deal, I was a massive fan. If I knew about his music, like the, the lion and stuff like that, like his first yeah. EP, I was obsessed and it was like, yeah, it's so cool. We became friends cause, uh, yeah, he's such a cool dude and he's very, very talented.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So is the Vancouver show, I was just going to talk about how you, both you guys are so good to your fans. You not only played an acoustic show before, but during the show, and then also after the show, you went and and met fans. So like, can can you kind of describe like like that special connection that you have with your your, your fans?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. There's like, I mean, um, I mean, after every show, I mean, it's kind of surreal that I'm in Vancouver and there's people waiting out the like you know, outside, and you come out and get photos. People lined up of it.
0: around the block yeah. for you too. It was crazy. Well, like. you know
1: what's actually also weird is thinking about that. Feels like another life because of COVID. Like it actually feels like I'm like I'm God, God, I I, I feel like I didn't get to appreciate it because it was like you get the fans, you get the photos, you say hello, and then you get on the bus to go to the next place, and it was so fast, and it's also so amazing to see. But next time around, I go, if I can do that again, I think I'll take it in. You know, take it in a bit mm-hmm. more and be, and, and really kind of be in the moment because when everything's moving so fast and it, it's just hard to take anything in. Um, mm-hmm. but, but having fans is in Vancouver, <laughs> of all places in Canada. And also Montreal. Oh my God. I remember that place is mental for shows. Like that's probably the loudest crowd I've ever seen in my life. Oh like we've played there th- three or three times and they are the best. Like it's crazy. I always that's remember amazing. Montreal. That's amazing.
0: Um, I have mad respect for your writing as well, because I think in a previous interview, you talked about that you're kind of like a selfish writer and you kind of vet for like the writing um, stories that are specifically towards you instead of kind of like generalizing them and kind of favoring other people. Can you talk a bit about how that kind of benefits you or like how does that change your writing process?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of a selfish writer in the sense that it's not for everyone. I mean, I love writing about sort of mundane things, like really specific things. You know spruce springsteen's the king of this like in dancing in the dark how he talks about the song is literally about him i mean it's about a lot of things but if you just look on the surface in regards to form it's really just about him walking around his room looking at himself in the mirror hating the way he looked do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. listening to the radio and there's a lot of great undertone uh, under things that he's doing under that but Mm -hmm. i like i like that and i use that for be right i wrote like super specific things like um cigarettes on the counter i look up from the ground and, and all those things and i reach for your face and all that stuff and and then mel- melding that with some general good feeling, hopeful, big chorus. Um, but yeah, when I write, it's very I, I try to get really specific because I just find if it's real, the songs that have worked for me as well, looking back, are the ones that were really real to me, like mm-hmm. Half A Man, Waves, Be Alright, other songs that have really connected on a universal scale from the first album. And now I have a year and a half since then I can look back and go, why did they connect well they were the realest things to me mm-hmm. so um so moving forward that also helps me write because i go i want to I, I that's the level now that's level but those songs are really hard to write but i find that being really specific and selfish not doing it for everyone it's got to be for you then everyone else will feel something when they hear it as well if 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 you're writing about something like usually it's a human emotion so people have experienced it as well.
0: I feel like it also just ties in with the whole entire concept art, the visuals, the music video, because like going back to Falling Up, it tied together so well because it was such a specific emotion. Like, um, I guess talk about working with Darren Craig and Tim Mattia, um, on the visuals and the music video for Falling Up.
1: Yeah. Darren Craig is the photographer. He shot the artwork and it was the best. I've never, like, I mean, God, that photo that he took, is just like it's fabulous. It's fabulous. It's so cool. Like I was like that. That's just how you do that, man. Like he's a real talent and a, he's like mm-hmm. a genius. I don't want to say he's like a freaking genius, and he's so chill. You just like look at him. And he's just like such a normal chill dude. Like he's no ego or anything. And he's like you know, I think he, yeah. Anyway, and, and then um, Tim. Tim's a great director. He he's English and he lives in Joshua Tree. And he, I showed him the song, and he had this really cool idea to go to this like alien Spartan place um to film it. And, and a place that had all these hopes and dreams and, you know, the glitz and the glam and the, the potential of a great future. And, and, and that turned out to be Vegas in COVID. So we shot it in the Palms Casino. And it was so cool because it lined up with the song, the idea of putting on a suit. You know, you're in this hotel room and you walk downstairs, ready to go to this show. You're feeling good, walk into the casino, and then you get there and no one's there. And it's just you in the end. And it was like, Tim, that's a genius idea man like i'm pretty sure that's what he meant from it you know that's what i kind of took um we shot it in all in a day and the only reason we were able to shoot it at the palms was because it was shut down because of covid mm-hmm. so um so otherwise i think you'd have to pay a million dollars to to hire it for an hour but we got the whole place for like fifteen thousand dollars, which is a lot of money but that's nothing compared to like because it wasn't open so we were yeah. able to but um yeah it's one of the best video it's the best video we've ever done for sure it, that i've ever been in
0: it's stunning and like yeah i i don't even think you can film in casinos i don't even think that's a thing so yeah, to like right. film a music video go.
1: well they yeah. actually let us in and then they just literally no one was even there it was so weird like they i mean we had, a, we had a big crew of like 30 people but like when they let us in there was no one chaperoning i was like jumping on the casinos and, sh- and all the slot machines and i'm like, yeah, I'm like how, how did you
0: know how did you let it- not break your neck how did you not break your neck
1: well i'm an idiot i'm an idiot so i'm surprised i didn't but i was like jumping on the bars and stuff like that and i was like how is everyone okay with this? Cause like they just did this billion dollar re- refurbishment of the place. And I think that's why they shut down actually. But, um, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was, it was really cool and, and blew me away the video.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. It just looks so cool. And it just like ties in with the whole concept with you being above the whole entire city, just looking out, but then being alone in the, in the, uh, yes. the studio or stage. And I was just like, this yes. is perfect. This is perfect. Yeah. It's a really cool um, video. amazing. Okay. Uh, I guess we got to wrap it up soon, but um, you mentioned three songs, Waves, Half a Man, and Be Alright, kind of having this like um, similar cohesion. For your new music, you had like five or six songs. What do you think that tie or string along with all these new songs will be with Mm. these three other
1: songs? So yeah, like when I put Waves, Be Alright, and Half a Man in a certain category, like I go, okay, these songs, you can see they're still connecting to people. Um, mm-hmm. And I go well. they're Okay, and they're all different meanings. Waves is is about the, the idea of getting older year by year. And back then, I was like, life doesn't feel exciting. I feel like I know all the answers. Um, half a man. How am I supposed to love you when I don't love who I am? Something that I was feeling, and I guess I still feel getting better at it. And then be alright. Obviously, about it's about hope and about my brother, you know, and friendship during a time of seeing a you know seeing something in a in a phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well these are very specific, and but the universal concepts that weren't intentionally universal, and it's easy to say, I want to do more songs like that, going, I want to do more songs like those. Harder to actually do it and write them. But mm-hmm. I set that target for myself on this album. I was like, I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to, you know, cause on the first one I was like, I also was like, I just want to do some really nice little songs that are cool and, but then you look at, you look at the difference and, um, and I do still want to do, I'm not always trying to do hits, you know, mm-hmm. but I was like, I'm not holding back. I'm going to write the best songs and I'm going to make them the biggest they can be. And I'm just gonna go for it in this album. And I have there is there is, I would say, I would say there's probably five or six songs that are in that same category as what those three, whereas mm-hmm. I only had three on the last album. You never know how they're gonna go. Like you oh. never know if something's gonna connect. Um, but I feel like it's the best stuff I've done. I know everyone says that. Every artist is like, this new album's the best album. It's like like I think we're all so excited and we're also laid back with falling up because we're like. You know it's doing its thing it's building and we go like we know what's to come, but no one else knows yet like we've got we know there's a few songs that we're like we've just we're just I just feel really lucky and. Um, no one knows yet that's the other thing that's frustrating it's like no one i'm playing all these songs to people like from my old thing and you're playing and that's all they know and it's like you guys only know like this much of 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 this huge thing that's huge i mean i don't mean i just mean uh, maybe huge is the wrong word but this huge amount of music that's that's going to be coming out it's a new era
0: it's
1: a new era and 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 they and it's just like i think people are going to be really surprised my fans are going to love it i think and uh i think it's gonna we're, we're really excited yeah
0: do you have a date in mind yet or
1: Well, I mean, because of COVID, it's like, we don't know. Like, I I, personally, I'm like, I don't want to put out another song during this period because I can't, you know, what's the point of putting out music if I can't tour it? I actually don't even, that's what we're all kind of saying. What's the point of this if we can't tour it? Because otherwise, you're just like writing jingles and putting them out and like, you know, so, um, we might have to put another, so I think we're just kind of, we're still following up, still building, and, it's, and in Australia especially, it's, it's, it's really building here, and then we're seeing in like Switzerland and, and in Germany, it's starting to bubble up, which is kind of what happened with waves, which is cool um and then and then after that we've we just i mean i'm still recording the album i've still got two more songs i'm doing so i'm just kind of working on that while following up starting to build and then but the, as for a date it's kind of up in the air
0: that's so exciting we're so excited everyone is so excited for the new music um and the last question i'll wrap it up you are an avid gardener what is what is in your garden What are you gardening
1: <laughs> well avid gardener so what i do is i hire a gardener to come over once a month to fix it and i water it but this is the thing i i love it like honestly. Watering a garden—I didn't realize how cool that was. Like, it's so relaxing. You just kind of it sit is. there and you just—and I just hold Watching, it for thirty Watch seconds. the
0: soil. Watch the soil get all wet and then kind of simmer down. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah simmer down, and then this—and yeah. the idea is you're apparently supposed to do it in the morning when, and then the sun comes over it. Apparently, it's better to do it in the morning. That's what my guy told me. But um, yeah, I—I have—I have a place now, and there's like a nice garden courtyard, and it has got like all—all it's really green. I love it in the morning. It's the best thing in the world. Peaceful, you know, peace
0: amazing well thank you so much dean for being on the hangout and just talking about music we can't wait for your new stuff and we can't wait for your live show as well
1: can't wait can't wait and thank you for having me on really appreciate it great chat
0: thank you so much thanks for tuning into the hangout guys